Welcome everyone to the Olav Torah Daf Yomi Shur. Today's Shur is Daf Nun. We'll begin on Daf Mem Tet. I'm a bit the bottom line. Says the Gemara. We're finishing the Perek today. Ki maaseu bechol kach maaseu b'Shabbat. On Shabbat, the difference is they used to they would do the same exact thing. Except that they would bring the water from beforehand in the gold kelim, and they would pour. They would, instead, of course, you can't carry on Shabbat out of the Beit Hamikdash. They would bring it from before and leave it over there. So it says the Gemara, Va'amai. Two lines from the bottom of. Oh wait, hold on. Today's daf is as is a chut for our sponsor, his wife, and his baby boy. They should have success in everything they do. Va'amai says the Gemara, Why do we bring it in a keli of gold? Niti Mukudeshit. Why don't we use a Mikudeshit Keli? Which means there are whole there are Kelim that are sanctified in the Bet Mikdash. And therefore as soon as the water gets into it, they become holified. And we're wondering how come you don't want to use a Keli that's sanctified? Now, the Gemara is assuming that as soon as you pour it in you have to have in mind that it become, to become holy, and that the in order to become holy, you have to be able to put exactly the amount that you need, which is three lugin. Okay, that's how many lugin you need for the mizuchamayim. Says the Gemara, native mikudeshet. Why don't we bring mikudeshet a holified keli? Says the Gemara, Amazi'iri, Kasavar, and Shi'ud Lamaim. This Tana holds and Shi'ud Lamaim, Vikhli Sharet, Shalomidat, Mikudeshet. And therefore, and, and since and Shi'ud Lamaim, therefore it could get Mikudeshet at any amount that you get. Even though you only need three Lugin to do the Nesuch Lamaim, but since there is no upper limit, Therefore, even though you filled up a thing full of, a, a, a barrel full of 20 lugin, all 20 lugin could get holified. Big deal, so what? And the old, we hold that it'll work even if you have in mind shalomidat, and therefore it will get holified, because number one, 20 is fine. Number two, it works without you thinking about it. And two, and the third thing he holds is, the imaitu kudeshit ipsilubelina. If we would bring in a in a mikudesh keli, then the water inside will be pasul for staying overnight. Now, the reason why it's staying overnight is not because we're worried that it, the regular thing of of water staying overnight over here. There's a rule that any korban that stays overnight, if you leave it overnight, it could get uh, pasulified. And here we're worried that it could get pasulified. Probably get pasul for good. Chizkiyah Amar Chizkiyah says the opposite. Kleish Shadet and Mikadshin Elamidat. He holds no. The reason why we don't bring it in a gold keli is because the Kleish can't be Mikudeshet only midat, only if you have it in the mind. So therefore, it won't be a problem. Welcome. Good morning, Ivan. We're on. We're on the top of noon, Ivan. Okay. Chizkiyah. So he holds Kleish Shadet and Mikadshin Elamidat. 
we're worried that people might think that the guy had it in mind, and therefore the reason why we don't bring a klishadet is because even though klishadet does not holify unless you, you thought about it, and you just won't think about it, and won't be pasul belina, but people who are watching don't know, and therefore we have to avoid them thinking that it won't be pasul belina, and therefore we tell them to bring a gold keli, which everyone knows is not, is not sanctified. Amar Abiyanei, Amar Abzera. I feel to him Yeshi Ulamayim. We can learn it a third way. We could say Yeshi Ulamayim, which means that there is a maximum amount and uh, more than three lug will not be holified. And therefore, since we, we could just bring a big one that's not holified. And we could say that holified Kelim cannot holify their contents unless you, you intend them to. So if so, why do we? If if we're not, if so, why don't we bring a holy keli? But you, we might have thought we're, we're worried that maybe people who are observing will think that this water was originally drawn to wash your hands and feet, and since it's drawn to what it's done to wash your hands and feet, therefore. Therefore, even if it has a hundred lugin, it's the right amount, and it will make it holified, and then it'll be posubinida, and therefore we avoid it, because they they're going to think that that really it is posubinida, and it was lina because it could have been used to wash your hands and feet, and still we use it, and they'll think that it's not mekadeshbinida, that 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 you're allowed to use posubinida water for the mizbeach, which you're not allowed to do. Now we learnt Nishbech in the Mishnah. We're at the two dots now. Nishbecha or Nitkala. If it was Nishbecha, if it spilled out, or Nitkala, or was left uncovered, then you can't use them. You have to fill it, refill it from the Kiyod because you know to use it if it's left overnight. Am I? Why not? Why can't I take the water and put it through a strainer? If you put it through a strainer, it'll be fine. So our Mishnah does not follow Reb Nechemia. Tanya could be learned. Misaninet yeshbo mishum gilui. One Tanya says that if you have a straining device, you used to have a straining device where you could have a, a, an upper part of the keli, and then you have a filter, then you have the lower part of the keli. Okay? So that if you have wine that was in that, there is a problem of gilui. So it's bright to says. And Urnechemia says, Amatai, when is there a problem? Where the lower one is open to snakes. Why? Because if the lower part of this keli is open to snakes, then the finished product, then the finished product is, which is on the bottom, because again, the filters, are, the water, wine, and the, and the spices go in on the top, and there's, a, there's filtered water on the bottom. So the filtered water is coming out, it could have been it could have been messed up by a snake, Reb Nechemiah says. But if the bottom one is completely covered, even though the upper one is open, there's no problem because the filter will take out the venom. Again, Ivan, uh, did we lose you yet? Oh, you still with us? Oh, no. Okay, so the fil- you, you put the wine in the top, but the wine is open. Now, if the snake put venom in the top, the filter will filter it out, and 
the bottom, which is not open, should be fine. That's what everyone holds. That's from Nehemiah. Because the, the, the venom of a snake is like a sponge. It floats and it stays in its place and therefore it will not go through the filter and it should be fine. So if so, he, he should, this rabbi of Nehemiah should hold that when it comes to wine, even if you left it uncovered, you should be able to filter it. And the fact that he says that you fill it from the kiyot, not the wine, the water. The water that we, we filled in the gold barrel if it was left overnight, we said we spill it out when it in the yard. Reb Nechemia would say you should filter it because you see that he holds that you're allowed to drink the bottom line. He says, no. Field there, Reb Nechemia. Our mission could also be Reb Nechemia also. Why? And what Reb Nechemia wonder, Reb Nechemia said he could use it. That's for a regular person. Did Reb Nechemia ever say you're allowed to use that wine for Hashem? Just like you wouldn't let the, this water be used for Hashem, because, because even though you filtered it, you took out the dangerous part of it, that doesn't mean that it's respectful to use filtered water. Somebody, you go to a guy and say, listen, I, I, I have this delicious wine, don't worry, I filtered out all the venom. Or, it's, you know what it's similar to, Ivan? You have a guy, and he has a, a cup of wine, and a fly falls in it. So, okay, I threw out the fly. Here, take it. It's not nice. Give me wine without flies. Similarly, give me wine without venom. And therefore, since it's not proper, you wouldn't give that to Adamus Baruch either. Of course, <coughs> obviously holds of the rule of the Pasuk that tells you, Offer it to your governor. Would he take it? If you wouldn't take it, why are you offering it to me? One of the main rules of Korbanot is you offer something that's the best. We learn it from Cain and Hevel. Okay, we're going to start now. Hachalil. Mishnah says as follows. Hachalil chamisha v'sha. The rule about a chalil, which is a flute. Chamisha v'sha. Sometimes you have five days, sometimes you have six days, depending on when Shabbat, whether Shabbat and the first day of the holiday fall out together. But because you, you don't blow the flute or any instrument on either Shabbat or holiday. So if they're not on the same day, Shabbat and the first day of the holiday are not on the same day, so you end up with two days with no flute, that's five. If they are on the same day, then you have six. This is the famous flute of the drawing of the water ceremony. Can't push off Yom Tov. Says the Gemara. We are now on the top of Nun Amud Bet. Says the Gemara. Ve'amai. Why not? I'm sorry. Wrong. Itmar. We learned. Riyudav Reb Ina. Chad Amat. Chad Tani Shoeva. One of them learns. Simchat Bet Hashoeva. Simcha of the drawing. Chad Tani Chashuva. The other one learns in the Mishnah that it should say Simchat Bet the important celebration, not drawing. The one who says the drawing he's got he's right. The one who says Chashuva is also right. Why? The one who says drawing and therefore we see that of course. He's supposed to be happy 
when you draw the water for Sumchat Pesach Shoeva. Uman Tani Chashuva Lo Meshemesh Amar Nachman Mitzvah Chashuvahi. We learned that this is called a Mitzvah Chashuva. And Uba Meshishim Bereshit. It comes from the six days of creation. This is because we know that the word Bereshit stands for Bara Shit, created the Shitin, and that's where the water is going to. We spoke about this yesterday in the part when you guys weren't on. We spoke about Gedal Yashar, how he explains, I don't know if you'll, I'll review it for you guys, he explains that the uh, a human being was created from Adama. The Adama was gotten, Hashem says, the Madrash says, Hashem got the Adama from the Harabait. Okay? And he, they're claiming that it also says that Hashem made on during the six days of Bereshit, Hashem made the Shittim these hollowed out holes. How did he hollow out the holes? By taking out the the earth from those holes to create Adam Harishon. Okay, so that earth that he was doing two things at once. He was at one point he was pulling out the earth and using the earth to make Adam. So making Adam and pulling out the earth are the same things. And Adam is the one who's the only one who has Bechira. So what he was really doing is he's creating Bechira. That's why it's so significant, because creating an item with Bechira, no other um, no other creation has Bechira. And yet, on the sixth day, Hashem created, for it, the dirt, pulled out the dirt to create the Bechira. That's why because it's celebrating pouring the water down through the holes that were created through the creation of Bechila. Okay. You, got, you, you heard that one, Ivan, or no? Achalil, Tochet Shabbat. Sorry. What? I'm sorry. Mandatani Chashuva. Lord Mr. Beshta Marav. Mitzvah Chashuva. Yibab Mishesh Mibreshit. That's what he said. Tanu Rabbanan. Hachalil Dochet Shabbat. If you're blowing the flute, you're allowed to do it even on Shabbat. Now, obviously, that's against our Mishnah. Vechachamim Omrim. Af Yom Tov. Ena Dochet. Chachamim say, Not Shabbat, not Yom Tov. Okay, this is Machloket. Our Mishnah and the Chachamim hold. You can't blow the flute in the Beit Hamikdash on Shabbat or Yom Tov. And the Tanakama holds, the Rabbi Yosef Yehuda holds, that you're allowed to blow on Shabbat and Yom Tov. And I guess in Rabbi Yosef Yehuda's Mishnah, it would say, Ha-Khalil, Shabbat. The Khalil is seven days, not Chamisha Vishisha, because it took everything. Okay. Amar Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef the Tana comes to explain, Rabbi Yosef the Amora is coming to explain the Machloch Tanim to Rabbi Yosef Yehuda and the Ha-Hamim. Machloch Bishisha Korban. Machloch is only by the playing of the flute during a korban. The Rabbi Yossi Savat, Ikar Shira Bekeli. Rabbi Yossi holds that the main point of the Shira, which we know you're supposed to have singing, you have to have singing Shira during the korban. Now, the question is, when we say we need singing, do we need singing alone? The main thing is the vocals and not the instrument. Or do you need vocals plus instruments? So Rabbi Yossi, who says you do it all seven days, is because he holds Ikar Shira Bekeli. The main point of the Shira 
is the instruments. And therefore, if the main thing is instruments, that means blowing instruments is an avodah in the Beit HaMikdash. Because that's the main part of Shida, and you need Shida during Korban. You can do on Shabbat. They hold no. The main point of the Shida is Bepeh, is vocally. And therefore, you could really do it and accomplish it without utensils. And utensils are just icing on the cake. And on Shabbat, you have cake without icing. And therefore, and therefore it's not avodah. Blowing the flutes is not avodah. We can't push on Shabbat. According to this, both rabbis would, Rabbi Yosef is explaining that both rabbis would really agree with that Mishnah. That, that it does not push, push on Shabbat by Sukhat Shoba. The arguing is only by Shisha Kulban. Amar Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says, because, because, because you need um, Avodah. Now that's a big Chidush. He wants to say that these, that, that, ev- I'm sorry, that, that what? It does according to this, when you have, according to both rabbis, they'll agree that Simchat Beta Shoeva does not push off Shabbat. Because since it's just Simcha, it's not necessary. Even the rabbis, who, according to this, even Rabbi Yosemite Hudu says you could do it on Shabbat, that's only by a korban, because you need Shida. Iker Shira Bekelian is an Avodah, and therefore can push off Shabbat. But the Rachamim hold it's not it's really bepeh, and they can't push Shabbat ever. I'm a Yosef Minamin Adipligi. How do I know that they argue about whether ikash shira bepeh? I'll show you another Gemara, and that will show you that they argue at such a thing. Now this Gemara is not talking anything about singing, but you'll see from here what they hold. Dani, we learned. Kleshar she'asan If you made a kleshadet out of wood. Now, we want to know, let's say you made a, a menorah, let's say. So the menorah is made out of gold. If you made out of silver, you're still yotzeh. We're going to learn. But we want to know, are you yotzeh with a menorah made out of wood? Rabbi Posel, Rabbi Yosemite Huda Bakshir. So, Machloket, Amoraim. My love, the Gemara is presuming that Rebbe and Rabbi Yosibar Huda, who argue whether it works or not, are arguing about whether Klisharet, I'm sorry, are arguing whether Ikashira Bekeli. Why? How do you see that? Mandemachshir, the one who allows Rabbi Yosibar Huda holds Ikashira Bekeli. The main point of Shira is a Keli. And therefore, we can learn from Moshe's flute. We know that Moshe Rabbeinu had a flute made out of wood. Now, would you make that out of No, the only thing you can make it out of is wood. Oh, but we want... Well, you're saying good. Hold on. But just follow us for a second now. Moshe had a flute made out of wood. And therefore, if you hold that the main point of Shira, Ikar Shira, or not the main point, one of the essential points of Shira, is kel is the is the instruments, so that means that the flute is an instrument, and if it's made out of wood, we can learn from there to minorah that it could be made out of wood, and the rabbi who says you can't make a minorah out of wood holds that ikad shira bepeh 
The main point is she dies the pear. And therefore, Moshe's flute is just icing. You can make it out of whatever you want. You don't really need it. And therefore, you can't learn from there to the Minorah to make it out of wood. And therefore, we see that Rebbe and Rehuda are arguing about Ikashi Rebbe or not. That's the This is Rav Yosef's proof that he's right that Ikashi Rebbe is a Machloket. Umad the Pasil, the one that says Pasul, Savad Ikashi Rebbe from Moshe's rule. So now, what the Gemara is going to do now is it's going to knock off the proof. Not necessarily say that Rabbi Yosef is wrong that there's a machlok about Ikarashir Rebbe, but this proof that you're saying that uh, I have to be right because Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef are arguing about that, it could be that Rebbe and Rabbi Yosef are arguing about something else entirely. How's that? Look, the Kulame Ikarashir Bekeli. Everyone really holds Ikarashir Eyes Bekeli. Here the machlok is whether it's possible to do it or not. Why? We can learn possible from impossible. And therefore, when you have a flute where it's impossible to make it out of out of metal because that'll ruin the sound, you can't learn from the flute to a menorah where it is possible. And therefore, just because we see that Moshe Rabbeinu was able, able to have a wooden flute, that's only because it's impossible to do otherwise. But you can't learn from there to a menorah where it, it is possible to do it to do it out of wood, and therefore don't learn from that. That's the one, that's the, that's the quote the rabbi says, sorry, the one who says, okay, says you could learn, connected, the one who says, Pasul, he's saying you can't learn from Moshe Rabbeinu because you can't learn impossible from impossible. When it's impossible, it's okay, and when it's possible, there's no way to get around it. Is that clear or not? Ivan, is that clear? Did I lose you, Ivan? Oh, I didn't want to lose you. Okay. I got the, you can't learn from the flute because it uh, can only be made from wood. Okay, that I understand. So therefore, that, 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 the rabbi who said, who said that, it's, that you can't make a minorah out of wood is because he holds you cannot learn something possible from something impossible. And therefore, since by the flute it's impossible, you can't learn from the minorah. And the rabbi who says it's kosher says, yes, you can. Who cares if it's possible or impossible? Once you have a precedent, you can use that precedent to learn. Okay? And therefore, since that could be the machloket, you do not have a machloket. You don't have a proof that the machloket was ikar shira bepe. The machloket could be danin efshar mishibshar or endanin efshar mishibshar. Right? And therefore, the fact that the machloket about wood, about whether there was a wood murah, is not indicative that there's also a machloket about ikar shira bepe or not. Don't bring that as proof. The Ebite name another alternate possibility that will avoid us having to say Ikarshida Bepe or Ikarshida Bekeli is no. The Kulama Ikarshida Bepe. Both rabbis hold Ikarshida Bepe and therefore Moshe Rabbeinu's flute was only icing. And therefore, and you can't learn impossible, impossible, therefore you can't learn one to the other. So the, what was the Machlok about? The machloket is what type of learning you learn. Now, there's two ways to go through the Torah. You can learn the Torah that we, when you have a generalization, specification generalization, we learn it in klal pratu klal or ribuy miyot ribuy, which have two different outcomes. We'll see in a second. Rebbe darish miyot. 
Klal Pratu Klal. Rebbe, Rebbe, who says it's Pasul, he learns Klal Pratu Klal. He learns the following. Watch this. We'll see in a second. Rebbe does Klal Pratu Klal. Rebbe learns Klal Pratu Klal. How does it work? Basuk says, Vasita Menorah. Make a Menorah. Now, without telling you what it's made of, that's a Klal. It's a generalization. It sounds like anything works. Zahav Tahor, it says it should be pure gold. That's a specification. Makshetas Menorah. Make it hammered out. That's a generalization. Klal pratu klal. Everything, everything has to be like the prat. Just like the, the specification was gold, which is a type of metal. Therefore, everything has to be metal, and that precludes you making it out of wood, according to the klal pratu rabbi. He learns it a little differently. That's a generalization. Zahav Tahor is a miut, is a specification, is a, li- a limitation, we'll call it, right? And Mekshet HaSem is a chazav, it's, it's an including, again. Ribah Mitru, Ribah HaKol includes everything, except for one. The rule with Ribui Mitru, is that it includes everything besides what's like the specification. Ma Ribui Mitru, it includes everything. Ma what did it exclude? Mietzel Cheres, it excluded the worst type of thing, which is Cheres. So since we only excluded the least bad thing, right, the, the, the nicest type of keli is a gold one. The cheapest type is earthenware. And therefore, when you have a rebui, it'll only preclude the opposite of the nicest one. We included zahav, we said we told you to do zahav, it's going to exclude cheres, but it won't exclude wood, and that's why this rabbi allows wood. But the machlok, has, again, has nothing to do with Ikar Shira Bepeh or Ikar Shira Bekeli, and therefore we do, we do not have a proof that there is a Machlok about Ikar Shira Bepeh. Okay? We're gonna, not going to stop here. We're going to just stop this. Baruch Adonai Amen Amen.